Hello, my friends. For many people, financial stewardship isn't just about smart financial decisions. They also want to allocate their resources in a way that is consistent with their values and their religious principles. Revo Financial brings biblical wisdom to the financial planning and investment process. Whether planning for retirement or college, for a first-time home or special charitable or estate strategy, Revo Financial will come alongside you and help you define your financial goals and establish a plan to reach them. For more information or to set up a complimentary one-on-one appointment, visit RevoFinancial.com or call 918-336-7877. Revo Financial. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Northfield Radio Program with your host, Caleb Gordon. I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. We are loving this fabulous fall-like weather, and they have the perfect hot beverages to complete your day. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. You won't regret it. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with us this week to to just go on this journey. And this week, we've got an incredible show, just a fun show. My friend, Cedric Muteshi, uh, comes on and just talks to us about what he sees uh, going on in the world in which we live and how Christians should live in a spirit of thankfulness. Uh, Cedric comes from the country of Kenya, Africa. And he, uh, he is a soccer coach and a dear brother in Christ. And I am just excited that you get to, to hear him. He's been on the show before, but I'm just excited that you guys get to hear his perspective and his voice. Uh, I believe he, one of, he's one of the voices that we need to be listening to. He's just got uh, an anointment on him about uh, the things of Jesus. So enjoy this conversation with Cedric Muteshi. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, my friend Cedric Muteshi. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm really excited that you're here with me tonight to, to just talk about things that are going on. Well, so first of all, how things going in your world? How's, uh, you're, you're one of the soccer coaches at Oklahoma Wesleyan? Yes. So, yeah, coach at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. God has blessed us with our head coach, Jimmy Peterson, and a strong team. Right now, we thank God we are undefeated. We have two more games to go against two good opponents, so hopefully... We'll be able to finish strong for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, how's the family? Family is good. My wife, uh, Jennifer, obviously my son and Canel, they're doing well. Um, I'm just grateful for everything that God has given to us. And being here in the state of Oklahoma has been awesome. It's easy for us to adjust uh, coming from Kenya. Yeah. It's easy for us to adjust instead of being in a very big city and the busyness of life. I think it will be a little bit difficult for me. I know for sure for my wife too. Yeah. So now she's been here almost three, three years. Three years? Three yeah, years. almost almost yes. three. Three years. How are they there? Everybody's doing well, adjusting well here to the... Yes, yes. She's doing really well. Um, we, we I think one of the best things that we've been blessed with is church family. So yeah. Going to Trinity Baptist Church, we have a lot of uh, people who are surrounding us, visiting us at home, and then obviously being at the college, we have a lot of connections with different coaches, yeah. uh, students from Kenya. So that has really helped us a lot to find friends, especially for her. For me, I've been here longer than her. Okay. So for her, we have people who can reach out to her and say, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to do this and that? Do you guys need one or two things? 
So in let me just ask this in in mm-hmm. in in Kenya community yeah. is a big thing. Yes, uh, being yes. T- fellowshipping together, correct. Being in a home together and correct. eating eating together. Do you do you see a difference between the the t- the type of community that is in Kenya versus the type of community here? Yes, there's a big difference. Uh, being living here in Oklahoma and obviously what I saw in Kentucky, I've not le- uh, lived in another state longer. Okay. So in Kenya, and I think for sh- for sure, probably years be, uh, back, you know, kids will go to somebody else. Uh, backyard and play over there it was easier so in Kenya kids can go outside play together you know it doesn't have to be organized they can just go somewhere where there's an open field and just do it but here you know there's restrictions there's cannot trespass here and there you know you have to so uh, when you say that they they could just they they can just go out just go you know there's a field over there let's go let's play whatever game you want to play so you you couldn't go over to the neighbor's house and jump in their backyard yeah Yeah. you can just go over there and (laughs) hang around so that's kind of the difference of community yeah Uh, but i'm also grateful for what is here there's a reason why a little a couple of things change here probably because of uh, security issues you don't know where your son or your daughter is so yeah all those things kind of played out so uh, were you not worried about those kind of things with, or, or were parents not really worried about those kind of things in kenya like security not so issues? much really not so much yeah as long as your son or your daughter is back at the house by six when the sun is setting down then then you're good to go <laughs> well yeah I, and, and I'll, I'll be honest when i was a kid yeah uh that was a lot of, that was the way it was for me here yeah uh my dad my mom and dad had a farm correct and so we would just take out and on yeah. a sun on a summer day my brother and i would just disappear in the field go down and be playing the street in the river down That's underneath awesome. my dad's exactly and, and we'd come back you know we knew mm-hmm. you know okay it's getting dark we probably ought to <laughs> yeah. we probably ought to start <laughs> getting home, home. yeah um, and yeah. no one came looking for us. No, you know, we told mom and dad, "Hey, we're gonna go play." Correct. And I, we didn't have cell phones. Co- yeah, any of those things. And so I just, yeah, I think we bubble wrapped ourselves too much. Yeah. It's interesting, like well, just what you say. Like you don't have phones, and your parents are not texting you, calling you where you are. Like you just knew there's like a sense of okay, I feel I need to go home right now. Yeah. You know, today is a little bit different. Obviously, everything is changing, but also. We adjust as things are things are changing. Yeah, so that's good. Um, let's uh, let's let's switch gears for just a second. What are you? What's your thoughts on what's going on in the world right now? Uh, do you have anything specific? Well, um, I mean, obviously, since we're in America, yeah. uh, the elections just finished. Okay, and we're still everybody's. We're still we're, we don't know. Yeah, where, correct. Where? <laughs> correct. We, I mean, maybe by the time this airs on, I mean, it's supposed to air. In a couple of days, so it, it, we might know by then. But as of this moment, we don't know. Correct. Um, what are your major concerns? If, I mean, because you 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 have a different viewpoint. You've yeah. not always been here. Yeah. And so you can see some of the potential of what we have and what Correct. we what we could lose. Correct. What I want to see your your thought process on what you well, see is coming. Well, in Kenya in two thousand and seven, there was a there was a post election violence. There was a what? Say it again. Post-election violence. So what is that? Oh, so, so oh after the violence. Okay, okay. Violence. 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 Yeah, and I was there. I was. I think I was maybe 19 years old. So I was old enough to understand what was going on. And usually in elections, there's, there's, there's fear, there's anxiety. Maybe yeah. somebody wants so and so to to win and all of that. Um, the United States is almost. I would say it's like a 
a picture everybody's looking at the US. Yeah. No matter where you are right now, you even in Kenya right now the new bro- news broadcasters are talking about American election. Really? And all that. Everybody's look watching. You know. Why do you think that is? I think because God has blessed the US for a very long time mm. and whatever the US does, it really has a ripple effect for the rest of the world. And the reason why I believe is anything good that comes from this land affects the world in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And the most important good thing is when the founding fathers established this nation from my understanding it was based on on the lordship of Jesus Christ you know it was good yeah. ground that and, is true yes and, and and based on that god was was using that to say look this nation was ba- was, was founded under god mm-hmm. and any prosperity that comes here you bring uh, the glory comes back to god mm-hmm. so if another nation like kenya wants to prosper they'll look at the united states and say well how come the us are blessed with this is and that and then they dig deeper they say oh i see it's because they were founded on the right foundation and that mm-hmm. is god so they become like an I- mirror image for the rest of the world okay so even this elections everybody's looking at the us because of the the grassroots of where it started yeah so looking from an outsider i'm just praying that everything goes well you know for mm-hmm. for either republican democrat i'm just praying that the will of god may happen yeah that's kind of how i'm seeing it sure um in terms of, so a christian yes. uh, regardless uh, what do you think if in my in my no anybody that listens to this radio program knows that my stance is i am i'm a pro i'm i'm conservative correct uh, I, my i my i have a republican party correct. uh that i i i li- align myself with that political party because of their their stance on life correct. uh you know they're pro life correct uh their stance on on traditional marriage correct uh their stance on you know christian worldview christian judeo christian mm-hmm. um if trump loses okay and we do get uh joe biden in okay. And he, he, because he's he's very much pro abortion, mm-hmm. he is very much pro LGBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is very much uh, he rejects a Judeo Christian mm-hmm. worldview. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? What do you see the re- repercussions for America? Ah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. So we don't know well if he's gonna win or not. Yeah. Um, but I I believe in the Bible, and I believe um, the Bible is very clear about life. And my understanding is, is we need to pray for this nation. Mm. The the problem that I see personally is, I want this guy to win because of my own selfish um, desires. Yeah. What will I get from this? Mm-hmm. But we don't see from the for the from the perspective of God. Oh. Because God's perspective for this nation is to to prosper under His guidance. And so God say, is, say that one more time. We we are to prosper under His guidance. Yeah. So we we it's all about selfish. Okay. Okay. So I don't I don't want to be very specific, but I'll say maybe for example, pro-choice. Okay. It is me to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Adam and Eve, they decided to eat because the 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 forbidden tree because they wanted to be like God, not necessarily being like God's superpower and all that. 
but to be the one to make their own decision. Nobody tells mm-hmm. me what to do. Yeah, so I'm going to be my own God. I'll be go. me. Yeah. So the same thing is what is happening. So everybody may want one or two things to happen, this candidate to win, because now I can do whatever I want. Mm. I don't want any absolute truth. Right? So you're saying absolute truth is important. It is very important. Okay. Because if there's no absolute truth, how will know somebody is lying? Mm. Right? So... We want, uh, uh, I want so-and-so to win because of my own selfish desires instead of thinking, using the Bible and say, what is God speaking about this nation? Yeah. Because he makes the end known from the beginning. So he <laughs> sees where everything is going down. If it goes the other way, like you said, if the other candidate wins it, we Christians need to unite together and pray more. Mm-hmm. Because all these values are uh, pro-choice, uh, everything about... Uh, LGBT, all those things, they're against God in the scriptures. That's what the Bible says, they enter God. We will be raising our children in that environment. And I don't want my son to come and say, hey, I saw so and so, because this thing is going to go all the way down when kids are 16 years old, 15 years old. It's going to be, it's going to pollute the whole system. And then now that truth will become relative instead of being absolute. This is how we are taught. So I'm seeing down the line, if this doesn't change, the ripple effects of them will be very hard. And the problem is coming out of that will be even difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I see. Okay. Uh, well, so we're in the month of November here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, that is, I mean, we, we t- set aside time to, I mean, traditionally, to thank God for the blessings that we have been given for the last year, you know, thankful, you know, that's, that was what the whole idea of Thanksgiving was set up on. Mm-hmm. And, and I read in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, mm-hmm. verse 18, it says, um, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. So when I read that, and I... Because people are always asking, hey, what man? I want I want to know what the will of God is. What is right. the will of God for me? Mm-hmm. And so when I read that, it says to give thanks in all circumstances. Correct. So when you see that, when you hear that, and you and you see the world that's things that are happening around us, the chaos, mm-hmm. the, the the uncertainty, the mm-hmm. the you know the the potential for anxiety and depression and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. When I read that, how can we as Christians? have or maintain a spirit of thankfulness in all circumstances? I think it's uh, the idea of opportunity. Because if, if nobody has a need, you, you as a Christian will not be able to reach out. But if somebody is undergoing, is depressed, somebody is undergoing a very difficult situation, mm-hmm. we say, God, thank you that you're using this situation to help me reach out to Mr. So-and-so. Or Mrs. So and so. That's why he's saying in all circumstances. It's not when everything is perfect, everything is good. You know, I have a nice house, this and that. It's not about that. It's all about what opportunities do I have as a Christian when I see something is going in a wrong way and then I go reach out. You know, so that is my understanding for for based on that scripture. Okay. So um as we sit here and we and we look at the future, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you and I, we have a very similar worldview in terms Correct. of. I believe God's moving the chess pieces. Correct. 
and he is aligning things for his purpose, his his glory, his will. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe personally he's doing this for a divine conclusion. I agree. Um, I agree. Talk about that for a minute. What do you, as you see this from a, I guess you, I guess you could say a prophetic worldview, a prophetic mm-hmm. outlook mm-hmm. Uh, for the potential for the return of Christ. Yeah, the way I see it, I think it's, uh, it's it, we are being refined, especially the Christians are being refined, and I'll explain it to you. Let's say, for example, you have a, you have candy. Mm-hmm. And then that candy, you coat it with something that is sour, something that is bitter. And then you have all these kids, you have five kids or ten kids that they want that candy so bad. Mm-hmm. And then you come and throw the candy to the kids, say, hey, here the candy, come and suck on it. Mm-hmm. As they start uh, sucking on it, they feel the, the, the sourness. Mm-hmm. And then half of them will leave. But then you have the other half, five, they will know, like, in that, if I overcome that sourness, down in there, there's something that is sweet. Mm. So what I'm seeing is that God is exposing, even not just non-believers, believers. Where is your stand here? I'm going to allow these things to happen to see what will you be standing. Will you be standing for the truth or not? So he's refining the church. That's why sometimes you see, especially like in the political area, even churches are splitting because I, I support this because of that. And it's bringing that splitting to refine his church, to be like, mm. you have to stand for the truth even in times of difficulties. A good example is Enoch. A good example is Noah. And Jesus says, as it was in the, times, uh, the days of Noah, so shall it be the coming of the Messiah. Because in the time of Noah, people are drinking, eating, and doing all those things. Not necessarily they are bad, but he's talking about the flesh, fleshly desires. But Noah was waiting and preaching for almost 120 years. To bring that separation and say, okay, now this is the perfect bride that I'm coming from. So as you say, like you're coming towards the culmination of everything. It's not just here in the U.S., even in Africa, in South America, everywhere. There are riots, like right now in Nigeria, there are riots going on, you know, but I think... Why are they rioting in... In, in Nigeria, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know, but I just think they're talking about the government and yeah. all that. Because everybody's hungry for, for an answer. Everybody's looking for that perfect leader. You know, and you cannot find it anywhere else apart from Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's the most important thing. So whether you say this guy, I like him a lot, when they get to power, there's always a problem. Yeah, there's still be problems, right? Yeah. So I just see all these pieces that you're saying, but I see the whole picture is about refining. Are you going to stand in the truth even when it's going to cost you your life to separate the church? from the world that's kind of what i see i think it's interesting because uh, I, I remember you preached in my church not you know this last, well, at the beginning of the year and you were talking about that separation separating the and, and we at the time it was february when we had that bible conference and yeah. we didn't i mean there was whispers in the background of of, of covid yes. and there was yes. uh there was all these different things that were that were that were talked about Correct. but i just all of a sudden, when um, when when COVID hit, yeah. and people like, people were just just losing their minds. Yeah. I mean, people are still to this day. I mean, I was sitting at a restaurant tonight, and the people were sitting didn't have their mask on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they got up, they put their mask yeah. back on. And I yeah. was like, "There's no magic fairy that's sitting there keeping you protected." Correct. If you're, you know, God sets up from the beginning from the 
into the beginning. Yeah. Like he sets yeah. it up and he knows yeah. uh, whether or not you're going to be able to, to live through it or, to live through it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I have found it interesting that people have just left church in droves. Yeah. Like they've jumped ship and they've, they've left the church in droves. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, is, do you think that that is part of this, this separating do you think that maybe this is one of those things that's that's showing the, the good from the bad? Or, or not the good from the bad. I hate to use that terminology. But, um, you know, fake believers versus real believers. It could be. I'll say it could be. Um, from a faith point of view, it could be a shaking where maybe, you know, it could be a shaking in one way or another. But I think the main... The main issues that I see is what is happening globally and what is being accepted as normal. You know, uh, for example, don't preach about this and that, right? Don't preach about the word, uh, the Bible, uh, the blood of Jesus or the cross. That's know? and that just to me is shocking that churches there. I, I know there are churches, there are denom- mm-hmm. whole denominations that are saying we cannot preach about the blood of Christ. It's offensive. And we just we can't. Yeah, without the blood, there's no power. Like no. If if it is impossible, that's how we were redeemed. That's a different gospel from from what the Bible says. You know, and that's that's the separation of if somebody's in that church, they'll say, "Well, I don't believe in this," and then there's becoming a separation. Yeah. You know, so that is my my uh, my idea will be more like the Bible and how people believe in the Bible and how. Are they interpreting from their for their own benefit, or interpreting based on what God is saying at that time at that hour? Wow! Yeah. yeah. Um. How do you think Christians? What do you think we should be doing um, during this season? Um, during the uh, as we as we come closer to this to the holidays of, mm-hmm. of, of Thanksgiving and and spending that t- you know spending that time in, in in having this idea of thankfulness and and having that um, that attitude of gratitude I guess you could say Correct. how do you, what do you how do you think Christians should be responding I think one of the <clears throat> most important thing is the idea of family I think family is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we're getting into these holiday seasons, we are so United States have been blessed a lot. I think having communion together as family, as a church family, as a family member, because obviously you've seen what COVID has done. Not not different from other diseases, but a lot of families have lost loved ones yeah. because of that. But the idea of coming together and communing together, finding that love and that bond, because it's yeah. lacking in so many areas uh, in on our lives. You know, kids are. Families don't eat together anymore, you know, and that's important to eat together and, and communicate together. So I think during this time, that will be very important to be thankful of, of family, you know. And then another thing, obviously, which is the most important thing, is to pray more together. You know, mm. if we pray together, I think God can do something specific uh, in that family. It's yeah. not going to be this church has a, like a revival by itself. It will be those small areas where people are being faithful together. Just like in the underground churches in China. Mm-hmm. You know, you find those things happening, you know, the, the miracles or whatever happening because of those small communities that hold together tight and being thankful for what God has done. I, th- I find it interesting when persecution does hit the church. 
that's when they, I mean, like it just, the spark ignites for some yeah. reason when the church is persecuted. And, yeah. and, and it's it's almost like it's dangerous sometimes when the church is, is prospering and doing okay and everything good. It is. And, it, and it seems like the church does better, grows more, has more authenticness, has more vibrancy when there's persecution that's present. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I just I've I've always understood I, I believe that, but I just it's one of those things I'm like why why can't we when things are good? <laughs> why when things are amazing and God's blessing? Why is it that we cannot just stay steadfast? Why is it that when things yeah. get easy that we just coast and don't you know we won't show up for church, we don't show up for Bible study, we don't pray, we don't gather, we don't do any of these things, but yet. When crisis happens, everybody's like, oh, we got to go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I, I think it's, 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 it's sin, I'll say. Okay. I'll say it's sin because when you think about everything is going good, how do you think about it? Okay, I have food in my table. I have a good job. I have this and that. Um... I was on fire for God for a specific thing. Now God has blessed me with this. Now I don't need to ask for that. I don't mm. need to, to pursue Him more. And that. Uh, so you. So people uh, use is, God as a means to an end. Yes, oh. as a means to an end. So you okay. just want what is God is a is a is an ATM machine. Grab whatever you need. <laughs> now you're good. Now when things happen negatively, specification, you go back to Him, right? But that's not what God plans. You can see what happened to King David. Yeah. At the time of war, he was so busy going, going. And then when he decided, let me just relax for a second, that is when he fell to sin. Yeah. And the devil understands that. He has been there for a very long time. He understands like if there's more persecution, more Christians, there's be more miracles. More Christians will, you know, more people get saved because they see, wow, that guy, this and that happened. But if, we, if I can just keep them comfortable, I've yeah. done my job. Yeah. If I can just make sure they don't play, pray a lot, they don't read the <laughs> Bible a lot, I've done, I've done my job. The enemy doesn't care how he gets you as long as he gets you, huh? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we were, our Sunday school class has been going through First and Second Samuel. Okay. And we're almost done. In nice. fact, we, we finished it this Sunday. Nice. And, man, during the season when David's doing, you know, that, when I mean, when he, when he gets, he, he coasts in his faith, yeah. He gets he gets arrogant. Mm-hmm. He gets prideful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, commits adultery, murder, yeah. all these things. And then as a result of that, I mean, I was reading we've been re- I didn't realize, I mean, it was decades and decades and decades. Yeah. yeah. Of of sin and and repercussions and family drama and you know, one kid kills another kid cuz the brother raped a sister and exactly. just Exactly. Yeah. Whoa, it just and I was just like this is this is the effect of sin. Yeah. This is the 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 traumatic effect yeah. of sin in a believer's life. Yeah, it and is it is incredible because if you when the Bible say I don't know if it's a Bible but when you're given much much is expected on you. Mm-hmm. Like David was anointed like almost three times when he was uh, young and then when before he went to find the Jebusites and then when they took over now when he was fighting against Saul's household and then he took over the Jebusites to make Jerusalem the capital city so he had this anointing and when when you're anointed it's almost like Moses too he had all this anointing and God had blessed him with all that power 
but when he sinned just a little bit, just instead of speaking, he used a stick to hit the wall, uh, the rock, he never entered to Canaan. Yeah. The same thing with David. It's like you, ha- you have all these blessings, but when you just make a mistake, the effect yeah. that you have affects everything else down there. And that's what we as believers need, need to understand. Like, if I sin, if I don't repent immediately, it has so much effect going down the line because the enemy has been watching and mm. he knows that this guy is a prize for me. If I can just make him fall, I'll make sure not just him, but everything else that follows uh, goes down to the drain. Because mm. he knows if this guy rises, then my kingdom will be destroyed. Yeah. So that's kind of the ripple effect that it, uh, it has. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for coming on the show and just sharing your heart with me about, you know, and for the whole month of November, I'm trying to make, I want to make the show just about being thankful and the idea of thankfulness. And so, um, would you just dismiss us in prayer as we, as we, as we end our show here? Yeah, I'll just pray. Lord Jesus, um, thank you for Caleb and the ministry that he has through this uh, radio. Lord, I pray that you may continue to bless him and his family and and his church family too. Lord, I pray for this nation, especially right now um, when the elections have ended and people are waiting. I pray for peace. Yeah. Um, I just pray for unity over this land. Uh, in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for being here, brother. Thank you, Kevin. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.